be too busy doing me, so I hope you're doing you and I be doing my thing. This is Verbal Intercourse. All right, welcome back, world, to the Verbal Intercourse podcast. Got your host, Nick Walker, back with you today. Shout out to all the supporters. Shout out to all the listeners, all the people that's been purchasing merch. We are very appreciative. And today we have a very special guest. I'm glad she was able, I'm glad she's able to spend a little bit of time with me today. Dr. Nashley Cephas. Cephas, right? Cephas, yep, yep. Cephas, okay. And it's very nice to meet you. Um, how you doing today? Oh, like likewise, man. I'm, we finally had a chance to uh, get on here together. Uh, doing well. Did, the day gets just getting started. We had a <laughs> late late ended last night, and now already at it. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> I already at it. Okay. So so yeah, we're gonna get right into it. You know, I know you got a busy day. And, you know, I just wanted to chop it up with you because I, I've been um, keeping up with you, looking at the things that you've been doing, and I find it very inspirational. And we're all proud of you in Jackson, Mississippi, and all of the accomplishments. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start off by just bringing up some of your accomplishments. Um, you got a BS in computer engineering from Mississippi State in 07. Then you graduated with your Ph.D., from the School of Electrical and Computer Engineering at Georgia Tech in 2014. Mm-hmm. Currently, you're an applied scientist at Amazon, um, correct, in the artificial intelligence? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're the founder of the Bean Path and the Jackson Tech Industry, and also uh, Kit Labs, and it's out of um, Atlanta, Georgia, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me a little bit about yourself, your upbringing a little bit. Yeah, so um, as we we were just talking uh, earlier, we uh, I'm, I'm born and raised in Jackson, both from Jackson. Um, I actually grew up in the Shady Oaks area. Uh, I lived in South Jackson for a little bit as well. Um, and then when we were older, after I graduated high school, my mom moved to West Jackson. Now she's in Clinton, so we I know a little bit of everything. I uh, more, mostly uh, you know grew up in Shady Oaks though, uh, at Grandma's house. And uh, okay. I was um, in APAC. Those of y'all who know, um, I think most of your folks are, are local listeners, so they know about APAC. So that's what took me to, uh, you know, Power APAC, Murr. I played the piano. Um, I was in the academics uh, classes there. And uh, otherwise, I was in Lanier District or Bailey's District. So I knew a lot of people who went to those schools, too. And um, it was it was pretty interesting growing up. Um, and I always say that that you know it was a house full of women, and um, we did everything. Like we mowed the yard, we was on top of the roof fixing stuff, uh, <laughs> fixing lights, and it was just that was just the way it is. And I think that is what really kind of lended itself to to me, like wanting to understand how things worked and how uh, electricity works, and how you know, especially computers. I, I went to a camp. Uh, I went to a lot of uh, camps growing up, uh, summer camps. My mom made sure we were in every camp. I mean, we were not going to be sitting at home in the summer. Like you had to be doing yeah. something, not 
playing video games at home. So uh, we went to Jackson State for different programs, math, science, um, sports uh, camps. We also, um, I did my first engineering camp. That's my sister and I have a younger sister, uh, Whitney. Uh, but we uh, went to, I went to Mississippi State for my very first engineering camp after my eighth grade year. It was for girls, a summer engineering camp for girls. And I always said that's when uh, my, my whole, you know, the light bulb went off. I was like, oh, man, computers, this is so cool. And the computer programming, computer science, computer engineering. And I ended up going to Mississippi State uh, in computer engineering. But that's kind of what sparked it all. Because, um, of course, as we say, it wasn't a lot of people doing that, you know, in my community. And, and, I, and I didn't know any, you know, and we have a lot of, especially in Jackson, a lot of Black uh, businesses, you know, it's it's a majority black city, um, but it didn't feel as you know empowering as as you know it it could have been, you know. And I think one reason of that is because you know we we didn't have a strong technology uh, base in our community um, to learn from, and so and we and we had a lot of other great things to uh, learn from. But that to me that was the piece that was missing. Wow, that's that, that's amazing. It's interesting that you brought up Shady Oaks. My church, uh, Morningstar Baptist Church, I'm sure you was, yeah, I'm sure you was, yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. And so you also mentioned um, these early enrichment programs. My mother was the same. She always kept me and stuff. Did you you ever go to like, uh, I think it was called Pace and C-Set at Jackson State? That was, yep, that was the one that I was in. Yeah. I couldn't remember. uh, I still got T-shirts with that on, on it somewhere around here, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did too. But yeah, like like you previously stated, I'm a little bit younger, so I probably came after you. But yeah, I was definitely in those programs too. We used to, we used to get the free uh, TI eighty two TI whatever uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, calculator, and that was a lot of us. That was, word got around it. Oh yeah, if you go here, you get the free calculator. So that's <laughs> that's yeah. what we was in. There. I was like, okay, it's worth it, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So. So, you know, you brought up previously, you grew up in Jackson, Mississippi, and, you know, me and you both know it's a predominantly black area. And so when you go to college and when you go to grad school, you're you're kind of in you're in predominantly white spaces at that time. Was it uh, did you have a hard time adjusting to that initially? Yeah. um, And I I, so I I didn't mention that. um, you know, I played I played the piano at churches, too. Um, and so I knew like the jazz uh, piano, classical piano, uh, gospel piano. And uh, when I was getting ready to graduate from Murrah, I had to make a decision that I want to major in music or do I want to major in computer engineering. And um, I said to myself, you know, I can always be a musician. You know, I can all, nobody can take that away from me. Um but the engineering, I'm going to need some more training on that to be an expert at it. So I said, well, I'm going to major in that. Um, but little did I know, uh, it was it was kind of, it was just kind of led by passion. I thought it was, you know, definitely something I was interested in and wanted to learn more about. Um, but, but the naive side of that, I had no idea I would be the only Black person in most of my classes, the only female. Sometimes, especially when we got into grad school, the only person born in the United States, like in my lab space Um, and that's and that's the reality of what some tech teams look like especially at these big tech companies you know and so um you know if you would have told me yeah you're gonna spend while your friends out there partying 
uh, on the yard, <laughs> you're going to be in the lab, you know. Uh, yeah. And I did uh, a pledge Delta Sigma Theta down in Mississippi, up there in Mississippi State. And, uh, you know, they'll tell my law sister will tell you, I was, yeah, I was uh, at the party, but after that, I said, all right, y'all, I got to go to the lab. We got a lab in the morning, so I'm, I'm going to see y'all later. Uh, spending nights over there ordering pizza and you know, that's just how it was. Um, it was it was a rough uh, program. I could definitely, you know, not w- within a year into my program. Uh, you know how they say, look to your left, look to your right. You know, you might be uh-huh. the only person. And I was like, oh, that was for real. That was for real. Yeah. Like, all the black people was gone. I was like, what happened? You know, so yeah. uh, that's that's just how it went. But I stuck with it because I knew that that's what I, uh, you know, knew that that's where I was supposed to be. And, um, and I had some really great mentors to help me along the way. Um, one lady, uh, Dr. Donna Reese, she was a, used to be chair of the department at Mississippi State. She, uh, you know, again, not many women. Um, she, was, she was a white woman who she had a heart for, you know, anybody and everybody. And she um, kind of took me under her wing. She was like, you know what, you can get it. You can get to where you need to be. You're just going to have to work a little bit at it. Um, but you're talented. You know, you're smart. You can do it. Um, and sure enough, I did. I stuck with it. Um, I got so many uh, scholarships and um, I didn't really even have that many going in. But um, by the time I finished, even PH, my PhD, I had never um, had to come out of pocket for school. Um, wow. So I always had some opportunity every time, uh, you know, I would they would get an opportunity like studying abroad or um, internship. Uh, they would always come to me and say, hey, naturally, you, you want to do this? You know, because I knew the people in the administrative office. I knew the dean. I made sure everybody knew my name because I was the underdog, right? I, I was the one who needed, uh, you know, the help to get to where I needed to be. So I made sure that, you know, everybody knew my name. I was showing up for office hours. I was working hard. I was going to study sessions, getting help. Um, and that's just kind of what helped uh, to get me through it. Wow, that's amazing. So would you consider yourself uh, a people's person? You seem like the type that, uh, that don't have an issue with you know, reaching out to get to know somebody or reaching out to get help when you're in these, when you're in that space of STEM or in this, in the tech space, you don't, you seem like you don't have an issue with reaching out to people. Yeah. I mean, Ed, you have to, you know, different people are driven by different things. And so for me, I'm, I'm not really, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a people person. I'm definitely not a, a an extrovert. I'm, I'm definitely an introvert. Um, you know, after after a little while, after talking to people, I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, yeah, I can go home. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. Uh, but you, different things drive different people. So I knew that in order for me to get help, um, I always say, don't struggle in silence. Um, if you need help, if you need to know something, um, find out, ask somebody. You know, uh, it's best to learn from other people than to make the same mistakes over and over. And so I think it was really important for me to understand that, hey. I can't just sit here to myself and and just, you know, not grow as a person. Um, that means actively finding mentors, actively finding people that can help uh, sponsor different activities. Um, uh, and especially with the, our nonprofit now, you know, how do you build those partnerships and those sponsorships with those corporations and those government agencies and those other um, organizations that can complement what you're doing? Um, and that just kind of took me uh, really far into everything that I'm doing nowadays, even from working at Amazon. Uh, you know, how do you build these relationships within the company, which is a huge company? You know, how do you navigate that to get to where, you know, you can 
actively create change within the company, like change for better? Um, how do you uh, find those partnerships with the nonprofit? How do you build a tech hub? You know, like who knows how to do that? You know, in, right. in a place like Jackson. So I, I'm not the expert. So that means I have to rely on other people. Dope, dope. One thing, one thing that, you know, from, from me researching you and kind of following you on Instagram, I can tell that you're really about, uh, about the empowerment of Black people. And you really, you're really driven by the fact that, you know, us as Black people, we haven't had these advantages. And so you're trying to bring it to the state and the city that's in dire need of helping on all forms of fashion. So um, I'm really inspired by that, and that's amazing. Oh, thank you, you know? thank you. Yeah, I appreciate definitely, it. definitely, definitely. So, so uh, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, Black STEM alums and majors and people that work in STEM or health-related professions, they're always talking about the importance of Black students pursuing degrees in STEM. Because due to the mass variety of opportunities in these fields, anywhere from engineering to um, medical school or dental school or whatever you might want to pursue, um, I, I saw on your websites and stuff that you that you do scholarship programs and stuff like that. Um, do you have any type of enrichment programs or internships for like grade school or college students that's looking to develop that knowledge base um, before yeah. they? go to these STEM majors or even in undergrad or grad school when they try to just develop their knowledge base so that they won't have to deal with the big learning curve. Oh yeah. So the work that we do at the Bean Path, uh, which we which we started back in 2018, uh, my team and I, we wanted to uh, sow these technical seeds. Uh, so Bean means it's actually a computer programming term. Uh, a lot of people didn't know, uh, but mean people think as a seed that grows into something bigger um, that has like this path that you follow. So we want to help people find their path uh, with technology and, and understand how you can use technology as a tool to, to do whatever it is you're trying to do, whether you're in agriculture, whether you're a farmer, whether you're in the medical field, whether you're a journalist, um, you need to use some type of technology and, and it can be used. Uh, for your betterment. And we wanted to make sure that, you know, one, we were showing people how to use these tools, making sure they know that they were available and 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 make them aware of them. Uh, and we wanted to make sure that youth coming up, uh, we could, you know, convince and encourage them to pursue technical fields. Um, there is a huge shortage of um, Black and Brown people in STEM across the country. Um, that is going to be uh, the jobs that are most available um, and there's just huge, huge shortage for that. I know we got shortages for everything, but even before the shortage, we had a shortage in this. So this is even worse shortage right now. And so if we can at least inspire somebody to grab a hold of some topic. Um, so we have uh, programming we do for youth uh, as well as for older people, for entrepreneurs. Um, we train people to be CTOs, chief technology officers, um, like what I was at the, at the startup company, Pick. Um, that we actually sold to Amazon, and and I didn't know what I didn't know how to be a CTO, and so like we can encourage more people to understand what that means. I want things like artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, um, Internet of Things, cryptocurrency. I want that to be a household name 
for kids growing up in Jackson and in, in the Delta and all over Mississippi. Uh, I want us to build that foundation so that, you know, like I said, when you get to the next level, it's not a foreign thing. that You're, you're already uh, like me starting when I was at Mississippi State uh, my freshman year, um, the very first coding class. Everybody knew how to code except for me. I was like, this the first class? Like, how ain't you supposed to teach us? <laughs> this was the first class. I was, so I was coming in already 10 steps behind. And so at least if we can train these kids to say, okay, I'm at least familiar with it. And this this is my a model that, uh, you know, I myself have experienced. Uh, we've worked with over 400 people so far in the Mississippi area with the Bean Path. Um, we've also helped uh, several companies understand what is your technical roadmap as a founder of a startup company? You know, do you know what your software architecture is built on top of? Do you know how to hire technical talent? If somebody gives you a proposal for five thousand dollars, do you know if that's valid or not? Like, is this too much? Is it too little? Are they just, you know, trying to, you know, get some money out of you and not really help? So we help people with all sorts of things and technical needs like that. We even have a program that we used to do um, before COVID for senior citizens. And they would just bring their phones, their devices, like, hey, baby, I need some help with this. You know, can you help me? My, my grandbaby won't help me. Can y'all help me? So, yes, we, we got you. And so we would set up shop at the local libraries. And, uh, you know, we just see a need for this in the community. I um, mean, we want to serve and fill that gap. Wow, that's that's dope. So I'm sure I'm sure, like you said, you get you get a lot of the older population that, that really don't know how to work these type of devices or whatever when you say technical roadmap with a business owner what is that what does that mean so a technical roadmap it involves all the steps to get from point a to point b that means um hiring a team that means okay what kind of people do you even need to hire okay mm -hmm. What are you trying to build? What is that architecture built on top of? Um, what different components? Like there are several different programming languages. You got JavaScript if you're trying to do web development. You got Python if you're trying to do backend development. Um, you got app development like Swift and Android. You know, what is it that you're trying to build? You're probably going to need some data uh, databases to hold some data in there somewhere. What kind of database do you use? Now, we help you find the answers to all those things. And all those things are based on what you're trying to do. It's always, it always depends. The answer is, it depends. And we will it help depends. you figure out what that actually means. Lay it all out on a paper or a roadmap for you so you can understand exactly what needs to happen along the way. So you can be better prepared as a business owner. You'll know how much money you need to raise. You'll know how many people you need to hire. You'll know what you need to hire for. What are the milestones you need to be checking for? That's everything that we help people with in their technical roadmap. Dope, dope. So, so me being a physical therapist, um, I have an idea about if I was to hypothetically have an idea about starting my own company, you would help out, help, help me out. If I'm, if I wanted to start a home health company with the software that I need to use and stuff like that, is that something that you would do under the bean path? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have a program called CTO to go. So until you get a CTO, uh, we help you along the way until you get to that point uh, to where you'll need one full time or at least help you hire one. Um, but in the interim, we help you with that. And that's a program that uh, we're fortunate enough to receive funding uh, to put on. Um, we're on our way to getting a lot more funding and do a lot of what we've been doing 
only once or twice a month full time. Uh, so I'm so excited about that and the team and, and all the people we're, we're creating jobs. Uh, we, we're going to also help people develop companies uh, and do more of that. What you're saying, sometimes you're trying to develop an app. Sometimes you're trying to develop a, a whole patent on something brand new. You know, sometimes you just need, you know, hey, what what um, I need a better router. Can I just get a recommendation on because my Internet keeps dropping out? We could do all of that. And that's what we're here for. Amazing. Amazing. So is the Bean Path, is that in the Jackson Tech District as well? Is it is that like the home base for it? Yes. So the uh, the Bean Path is 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 a nonprofit. It's, it's separate from the Jackson Tech District. It is in the Jackson Tech District. So we actually have um, I was fortunate to acquire um, 12 acres of land back in September. I added on two additional acres back in February. Um, so I, I now have 14 acres of land, eight buildings in downtown Jackson uh, to create this live, work, play tech hub. And we also have, uh, we'll be tearing down two of the buildings um, uh, and building five new construction buildings. So residential, it includes uh, event venue center, parking garage, restaurants, um, of course, commercial retail space. Um, and most importantly, uh, innovation centers and entrepreneurship centers, um, maker spaces, private office spaces, um, those looking to, to get office space and also be a part of what the Bean Path is doing. The Bean Path will, will be headquartered there as well. Uh, we already have received several sponsorships, one from uh, Acer Computer Company, one from Airbnb. We got several other companies. Of course, Amazon is looking to occupy space in the tech district. Um, and the list goes on and on. That's only the people we've had time to actually follow through and, and close these deals with. Um, but we're excited. A lot of people outside of Mississippi are excited. Um, they're saying, hey, you know, I've never been to Mississippi, but I would come for this. And, and that is something that really warms my heart because I love showing people, you know, what we have to offer as Mississippians. Um, and, and what they can also contribute to, to what we're trying to do. And so, yeah, the Bean Path is at a subcomponent of the Tech District, but the idea is to bring together a lot of different people and organizations that have been doing the work, uh, but just creating a centralized place uh, where we can grow even stronger from the academia to the investors, to the founders, to the tech talent, the whole tech ecosystem, um, and make it a place that's fun to go and hang out, you know, because we got to convince people, you know, some people are not really into computers. They might not be into technology, um, but if we have music festivals and um, shutting down Gallatin Street and having Jubilee Jam and things like that over there, and then we, wow. sneak, in a, we sneak in a little hackathon, we sneak in a robotics <laughs> competition, and before you know it, you're doing tech stuff you never thought you would be doing. So that's that's the whole idea behind it. Wow, that's, that's amazing. I, I, I saw you was talking a little bit about how difficult it was to attain the land to even start the district. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's no secret that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, Jackson is a predominantly black city, uh, with very little black ownership in land, especially in the downtown Jackson area. Um, we have seen, you know, uh, the rise and fall of Fair Street historically, um, similar to the Black Wall Streets and, and places elsewhere in Tulsa. Um, and so I was very uh, empowered uh, to, to, and determined to make this project happen uh, regardless, getting, um, you know, pushback, resistance 
people who, first of all, what is a tech hub? You know, second of all, why do that here in Jackson and in Mississippi? You know, um, third of all, you you don't look like the typical person who would, you know, buy land and, and be successful. Even, even though I have a proven track record, I've sold a company to Amazon. I have a PhD um, in technology. I have a successful uh, nonprofit. And uh, it's just some of those things. And you got some banks that, you know, want to work with you. You got some that don't. So you just got to know, you got to do your research. Uh, you got some very conservative um, uh, folks out there and you got some that are more willing to take a chance on you. And that's something that I've, I've learned and I'm learning, still learning as we're navigating through this project. Uh, you know, people are often, you know, it's human nature to kind of be resistant because of, you know, and I get, it. I know what's happened with other projects, you know, I've seen some, some things, you know, for example, Metro Center Mall, for example, uh, mm -hmm. but, but I am not, you know, that person. I am who right. I am and I can do what I can do. Um, and But you'll see more people start to jump on board the band. Uh, they, they call them bandwagon, but that's just human nature. Like you'll get more supporters the farther you go. Oh, okay, this is really going to happen. I might as well, you know, support. Um, and that's just how it's been. But you know, I'm here for the fight. I'm here for the challenge. Um, and most importantly, when I'm when I'm done and as I get through the milestones, I want to educate other people on how to do this and, and write a book and, and document everything that we're doing, because um, it shouldn't be. It's not rocket science. It's it's a method to the madness. And I just think, wish more people would share how it's done instead of having to scramble to find somebody. Uh, so that's something I'm also dedicated to educating other people on how to overcome those barriers and those struggles um, to do a project like this. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely takes a big leap of faith and <laughs> I think, I think you definitely took the big leap and it's, it's, you know, it's coming back and it's, it's amazing to see what you're growing. So, you know, I know you're a busy woman, so I'm going to get one more last question in who, who inspires you? Like, like that name, that one person that's very influential to you that that you you saw or you was in their presence and you're kind of and you kind of get that inspiration to do all of the things that you've done or continue to do. Yeah. So uh, I would I would have to say, uh, you know, my grandmother, because I know um, she's like the matriarch of the family and uh, it's actually her birthday today, 84 years young. And okay. uh, but I always say that, um, you know, people like her and, and our ancestors, they went through a whole lot more to get a whole lot less. Um, mm -hmm. So I can at least do what I'm doing um, to keep moving the needle a little bit. It's not going to all happen in my lifetime. Um, but I feel like people like her seeing what she was able to come through and still to be, you know, as 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 happy and as as, you know, pleased mm -hmm. with life as she is. Um, it's just, it's really inspiring. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how, you know, somebody could do that and live through everything, you know, the fifties, the sixties, the forties, um, and still, you know, come out on top and, and, and be just as inspired, uh, by the things that are happening today. Um, uh, you know, and I think, um, she's definitely somebody who drives me strong woman, uh, you know, raised the whole family, uh, mostly by herself when her husband passed away. And so I think, um, you know, it's something that keeps me going. That's amazing, man. I think, I think, you know, we all find inspiration in grandmothers and mothers and everything. And, and, you know, we, we all excited to see what you're doing and definitely going to support Jackson Tech District and the Bean Path. I'll, I'll probably be hitting you up about some, 
uh, about some business stuff that I'm going to try to get off the ground, but I'm definitely appreciative. I'm definitely appreciative to have you on my podcast today. And I was, I was a little nervous because I was like, she, she's like, really, (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, she's I was like, she's really accomplished. And sometimes I'd be, I'd be like, you know, I forget that, you know, I got a doctor by my name too. So, but, cause I don't never really just think about it, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely happy to have you on my podcast today and very appreciative that you took time out your busy day. So, um, and, and, and we definitely gonna, you know, end it off. Could you end it off with any words that you could give somebody, any words of inspiration today that you could give to someone? Sure, sure. Uh, I would say, you know, just don't give up. If it's something that you believe in, uh, you feel it like like in the depths of your soul, like it keeps you up at night. It wakes you up in the morning. Um, just don't give up. You just got to find the right resources, find the right team. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very faithful person. I pray I, I do, you know, my, my me time to myself to think through things um, and you can make it happen. I, you got to believe in yourself. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely appreciative for those words. Shout out to Dr. Nashley Cephas. Be, be on the lookout for the Jackson Tech District, Bean Path, all of the above. Thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. And we out. I be too busy doing me. So I hope you're doing you and I be doing nothing. This is Verbal Intercourse.